0: Good one and all. Welcome along. It is Season 3, Episode 53, and Paul just beat the buzzer to join us on time. How are yeah. things, gentlemen?
1: Not too bad. Not too
2: bad yourself.
0: Doing good. Doing good. Mike, how are things?
2: Yeah, all good. I've been putting up a bunk bed for Travis, so he's sleeping up there uh, six foot high and very happy.
0: Nice. As, as someone who used to do something similar back in my teenage days, Sleeping on top of a bunk bed, you cannot beat it.
2: Oh, yeah, he's very happy up there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Will Ellie be moving in eventually, or will Ellie (laughs) be having her own little princess room?
2: Oh, yeah, she already has. She's got, like, this pink, weird jellyfish-type-looking room. But, yeah, welcome to the uh, Painting and Decorating Podcast. (laughs)
0: Oh, absolutely. So as usual, we get right off track straight out of the gates. But tonight yeah. we are talking um primarily we're talking edge uh pass rushers. We will be dropping in one um uh interior defensive lineman into our into our group of six. Um but just before we before we get into the main bones of things, obviously we want to bring you back up to date with, with what's happened. So over the weekend, the Cowboys have signed. Um, they've got Luke Gifford done. They've got Jaron ron mm-hmm. Kirst back on a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. And Brian Anger this evening has been re-signed on a three-year deal. Yes. How are you both feeling about those signings?
2: Brian, a-
1: Brian Anger, happy.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean... I mean i'm not gonna be jumping over the walls to say oh yeah we're gonna win the super bowl because we just re-signed the punter but yeah but, but when you've had like anger was very consistent he was hmm. probably prefer- second
0: team all pro
1: yep so broke a cowboy's record yeah yeah so you i'm know? happy i so yeah i'm definitely happy he's back for sure
0: yeah um, and then obviously added to that, we also had the addition of James Washington mm. and Dante Fowler as our first outside free agents added to the team. So for me, I think they're they're depth and it's it's a typical Will McClay move. He's he's signing guys and not marriage them. These guys could be caught before the season even kicks off.
2: Yeah, yeah. nice cheap contracts that Mm. you know if they don't work out in training camp they can cut them
1: yeah yeah me and meg kind of spoke briefly on this and the the whole theme between the washington uh james washington and um, oh christ is that my name just completely Dante for don't you follow are safety blanket signings they're just yeah. come, they're, they're safety blankets so like if they are to come out and ball out great it's a steal but mm. they're, they're just there to fill the void, essentially. Like I could see Washington, yeah. James Washington, being more like the Cedric Wilson,
2: pretty mm. much. now. so uh, he's going to replace Am- Amari Cooper as more the outside receiver to keep uh, a Lamb in the yeah. slot. That's what mm. i If yeah. he does stay, if he does stay, yeah.
0: Um, one thing we did, we myself and Mike were just mentioning this before before we joined the show. Um, and we didn't get a chance to talk to Paul about this. Might put up a poll this morning on the on the group Facebook page and on the Twitter account. And you know, we talked about grading free agency so far. So if you both want to give your give your opinions, um, and I'll 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 wrap it up because I I have one or two things I want to add to it.
2: <laughs> I mean, like if I was to give it a grade, I'd give it a not a B plus or minus, just a B. Yeah has it c-, c plus yeah 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 that's i mean they fair. haven't done any you know okay they've lost Randy gregory amari cooper's a big loss that's a big one but they they've kept pieces that i've wanted them to keep so they've kept right. they, they 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 you know anger was a big one curse was a big one Mm. I'm glad that one's been done. Thank uh,
1: God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and and I think the one thing I'm really happy about is the actual contract is actually not too bad. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't hit us
2: very badly at all. No, I can and, see. and you know if you talk about cheapness of contract as well, but you look at Leighton ashes mm. that they oh. are that. He's a first-round pick, and I know you can say what you want, but he was coming on nicely, and in the San Francisco 49ers game, he was the one of the shining film. stars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He did, I, he did what he yeah, needed to do. I agree. I yeah. F- yeah, he had
1: a much better second half to the season compared to the start for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But I just want, like, I just want to get your guys' thoughts. Like, I know where you just mentioned Randy Dreadway and stuff like that, and I'm still not kind of over this whole scenario. Like, just, yeah. just. Mm-hmm. And like the whole thing was a complete disaster from start to finish, but yeah. I am very disappointed, and I'm using my words carefully here. The word disappointed yeah. with Randy, uh, with Randy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After after his uh, Twitter spat, mm. and I will say, and again, me and Meg kind of briefly talked about us. Um, like I think not on the show for World's Team, but off screen. Yeah. But. <laughs> I guess I will say this, Randy. If it wasn't for the Cowboys, you would not be in the NFL right now. That's all I've got to say in that. You had every Cowboys gave you every opportunity, gave you a support group, and for you to say, "Oh, you shouldn't." Have, no one's saying you don't have to be loyal, but the fact is, you are trashing the organization and trashing the fans and the
2: that, fans. Yeah, and the yeah. fans are just as patient, Paul. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And like, I think one thing to add to that as well is the support he got from his teammates. Mm. Like I remember back when he served a second suspension, Jason Witten, Zach Martin, Jeff Heath, Travis Frederick, and most of the other major players begged, pleaded, and appealed to Roger Goodell to get him back into the building. Yep. To provide the structure that he needed in his life to sort out his own demons, and um, I don't want to get into I don't want to get into the Randy Gregory thing because yep. it will well, annoy me.
1: Uh, yeah, well, I'll,
0: I'll, that must I'll, be a slap in face to those guys as well.
1: It is, it is. But one thing I will finish off on this, and we don't want to talk about it further than that because we are going to talk about edge rushers going forward anyway. But one <laughs> thing I will say is, it's like if randy expects not to get the same type of hits if he was to get a violation in denver it would have been the exact same what he would have got in dallas so he himself has made himself look like to be an absolute idiot so
2: mm-hmm. end
1: of yeah. Story. Yeah. so no, great. Yeah. so so moving on now from randy wish you all the best <laughs> i hope you don't get high but yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah But. but. In, ter- in, in in terms of free agency, like I think we still have a lot to do because oh, yeah. we have some abs,
2: some holes to,
0: to fill. Um, like obviously the offensive line were very thin there. We've lost Lyle. We've lost Connor Williams. Um, right now, Terrence is your starting right tackle, and Connor McGovern's your starting left guard, and that is not going to cut it. So you would hope there is going to be um, some additional signings. But, yeah, and Paul's just bringing up a couple of comments there. So, I, I,
2: And the only other comment I want to make, mind you, on yeah. Leighton Van Der Esch's contract is, again, mm. that's another cheap one they can get off if they need to. But have a look yeah. at most teams that have, you know, like that, linebacker on their roster that they have as like you know the the special teams type guys yeah. they're all on contracts that usually you know that minimum three million this is a guy who could be a who, who is actually he's going to be a star if he does make it he's going to <clears> be on a very low contract and this is a guy who could essentially um, reinvigorate his career with this year mm. with the Cowboys, with him and Parsons yeah. together, and whatever else they put together. You know? Yeah, yeah. And don't forget Jabril Cox coming back as well. Jabril mm-hmm. Cox, yeah, he's yeah. going to come in at some point. I'll try and get an update on him. I'll ask them later. Yeah. Um, if if
0: you look at it right, this was a point Graham made in our own group chat. Is we didn't take up the fifth, round, fifth year option on Leighton Van Der Esch last season. -hmm. We've effectively saved ourselves $6 million because his kit was going to be something like 9.1, 9.2 million if we've taken that fifth year option. Mm -hmm. We haven't for the fifth year, it's 3 million.
1: It's a bit of a blow to Leighton, to be fair, because he's not getting that extra money, but it's good for us. But he he will make that back some other way, shape, or form if it's from market. Yeah. They'll probably put more pushing him in the more market and say the things to get that extra income mm. for that loss yeah. that doesn't affect the mm. cap.
2: And, and oh, you've got to look at it this way as well with Leighton Van rushes He would have tested the market. Because yeah. <laughs> I think you pointed out, Bright, is that I sent a message to, um, uh, to Brian Broadus and I said... Yeah. What's going on with Lane Banrash, Rash Is the market quiet on him? And within about yeah. five minutes, it was announced he's signing the Cowboys. But obviously, because of the amount of time that they had left it on free agency, he's obviously gone out there, tested it, and gone, mm, it's not weird. Because bear in mind as well, something else that players, you know, like you said, Paul, marketing side, another thing that some players don't take into account is Texas, no state tax. Exactly. Mm.
1: Like, yeah. if you're going to California, you should be asking more than, <laughs> double, more than double your salary. Yeah,
2: it's happened yeah. before where players have gone, because I, I believe Florida doesn't have no state tax either. And I think it's well, gone, mm. well, where it they, this... a, a player has gone there and gone to California, and he's earned less on that contract than he did on his rookie contract. And he's gone, what the hell is going on? Well, There's put, something well, in the economics they forget about. Sorry, mate. We'll put it this way. How, how much did
1: Mike Williams get? Was it $20 million per year? For yeah. a charter. can you imagine yeah. how much? Imagine how much tax he needs to, how much tax you will need to pay on top of that. Yeah,
2: like you're
1: mm. like he's probably, he's yeah. probably talking about what twenty five percent at least of that going away. Yeah, we're yeah. in Texas. You're yeah. not, you not you get all of it pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I
2: don't we? It's apart, apart from the federal side of it. Oh, well,
1: fe- federal tax is different. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs>
2: but um, but, but, the one, but one, one thing I. I if,
1: sorry i'll just oh, oh. say so, so, guys uh, any of our american friends can you please clarify um just just even a brief statement to say what taxes it is and it's so that that, that we're correct because obviously we're not from the states just correct yeah. us if, just correct us if we're not
2: doing this right <laughs> yeah yeah well it doesn't matter whatever country you're from you're born free and taxed to death oh well, yeah. true to that sorry Brian. Ah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But like the one the, the one thing I want to bring up, and this was why I kinda kinda asked you both about the free agency question and post that Mike put up earlier today uh-huh. is everybody's getting their knickers in a twist and slamming the front office, and you're not signing big contract guys. Why are we not active in free agency? Why does this surprise people? Because <laughs> yeah. for 10 years our modus operandi has been we sign our own and then we look at free agents if you look at the guys we've re-signed brian anger Uh. Jaron ron curse who we got on decent deals last season later than this in the second and third week of free agency so it should not be a surprise to people that this is how the front office operates
1: yeah but don't, don't forget as well mm. is there there's been now been massive trades now where matt mm. Ryan's now went to the coast it's and that's been what has been like over what the week two now three is this now week two? Yeah, yeah coming
2: in yeah, coming into week but, two, but,
1: right. but it just comes to show that any type of deal could still happen right now
2: like mm-hmm.
1: Like, yeah, we should probably like briefly mention like what's going on with Bobby Wagner. Like, yeah, but for like I kind of mentioned in the group chat, like I don't want really want to talk about Bobby Wagner until he actually signs the dotted line. Yes,
2: that's
1: that's where I'm like, because this is where it's like after that previous experience with Randy, I'm just now going to the point. Unless it's in an official post from the Dallas Cowboys to say it's officially signed, that's when I will be happy to actually talk about it. Until then. I don't like. I don't. I, I. don't want all these rumors to overcloud and stuff like that. It. it, it, it just. It will just consume you and destroy. You, destroy you. And next yeah. thing you know, if, if the deal yeah. doesn't. If the deal doesn't happen, then you're gonna end up mourning, complaining, saying, "Oh, front office this, front office that." So, yeah. and I mean, take Cedarius uh, Smith right now. Mm. Yeah, like so. Yeah, he, I think believe he signed a three-year deal with Minnesota.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yep. So, and there was talking about, uh, yeah, he's meeting with the cowboys, stuff like that. I mean, how much was that actually true? Let's be honest. It probably was, it's probably all fabricated. Just to boost the cowboys' um, Mm. media engine, as usual, you know. So,
2: (laughs) so, Mike,
0: I think you wanted to jump in there, did you?
2: Oh, I was just going to say, add to Paul's point that, you know, that they wait for things to be official before um, saying anything. But that's literally how we, run our our social media that a lot of people Mm. will throw um conjecture and opinion and all the rest of it we will only ever post it when we know it's fact yeah yeah Yeah. just add into that
0: yeah and like it is the great thing about about the way we we run things is we'll check with our sources in the us as well because we do have people and the thing is we won't post until We've kind of confirmed it with them and it's confirmed to them because we don't wanna we don't wanna be adding to conjecture or anything like that. So, you know, we might yeah. all love to sign Bobby Wagner and have him on our team, but until we know it's on the dotted line, we're not gonna we're not gonna be posting and saying he's coming. It's just not good for ourselves.
2: But we get told not even to use names. <laughs> yeah. They're like, Yeah, you can say like we did yesterday. We were like, news coming in, but it was like, don't say the name until it's officially like okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We knew. So, we knew.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's just like that. It's just to protect ourselves and maintain the relationships we have because we've worked very hard to cultivate all of these relationships over mm-hmm. the years. But if we flip it over and as we say, the, the the point of these shows on the Tuesday night is to talk about draft prospects. And obviously, as things stand, we are light at defensive end, pass, rusher, edge, however you want to designate the position. And we're going to talk about six guys tonight. Hey. Um, before, before we move into those six, we are going to discount three guys. We're not going to talk about Aidan Hutchison. we're not going to talk about Kayvon Thibodeau, they're not getting to 24, we're not trading up for them, so (laughs) there's no point in us talking about it.
1: I'll tell you what Brian, uh, I'll be mad if we trade up, I'll be actually quite mad about Mm. it, because I do think at 24 there's going to be a good collection of players available And that's like there's going to be guards available. There might be mm. Bomb available. There might be mm. that that wide receiver number one because that's enough, and we like, that mm. that's now kind of us, obviously, with the Cooper situation. So, yeah. like, it, it could be like linebacker, and Kobe Dean might drop down. Who you may never know again. Yeah, the lot, the lot, uh, the draft is an absolute lottery. Yeah,
0: mm. it is. Um unfortunately, the third guy that we are discounting out and. I know paul is devastated yeah. by this news graham is <laughs> devastated and lauren is inconsolable right now unfortunately and it's never nice to actually talk about this david ojabo towards achilles at his pro day for michigan over the weekend mm-hmm. and i, I, I need to will now slide
1: i, I need to see this brian michigan should be an absolute shade of themselves their medical staff and their stouts all of them should, Every single person, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: just stood there while Ojabo was lying there in pain saying, Yeah, I've pretty much done my killers in. Could someone help me? It took them like two minutes to go over and see if it was okay, and they moved on to the next <laughs> drill. I'm sorry, but Michigan, you should be ashamed of yourselves. That is just not on. And I wish David Ojabo the speed of recovery. Yeah, it will it will affect his draft stock now. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, like, 100%. Like, like, like he is now definitely out the first round, unfortunately. Mm, he's
2: yeah. more like a third rounder now. Yeah, yep. so, like, in reference, like, I was talking to Brian about this before. The way generally yeah. scouts will do it is they'll give you your whatever your score is. Uh, so, like, say, for instance, Ojabo, I think originally had him as an 85 score, which is a first round, uh, a yeah. fringe first round player, grade. Oh, job! What you would do is for an injury, you'll drop that down. So you'll give him an eighty score, which is a fringe second round. For a big injury, you'll go down again. Um, yeah. For something like say, like we had with um, Jalen Jaylen Smith, Jalen was to probably go worse. further again. Yeah, and you would How want to take that further down again. And and lo and behold, it took him two years to get to where he needed to be to be able to play, which commendable. We got yeah. that time out of him, and now he's no longer there. He's no longer in the league.
0: Yeah. And I think the the unfortunate thing for Ojabo, and like the guys on the draft show on Dallas Cowboys Media were talking about this today, was obviously has first-round potential, but very raw. He was not going to be an immediate starter. He was going to take a year to get himself up to speed. And obviously now, it could potentially be all of next season that he's out, mm-hmm. and then he's going to have no, to take that other year. And you're looking at 2024 before he's making mm-hmm. a significant contribution. So, unfortunately, it affects him. As I say, look, mm-hmm. all of us here wish the guy a speedy recovery, and yeah. you know, hopefully, he does get picked up by somebody and he is able to heal fully and have a great NFL career.
1: I feel, I, yeah. Honestly, I, I would. Lot still love to draft them maybe in the third round and just have them mm. there like, like like whatever. But I will mm. say like when me, Graham, uh Jamie and Lauren uh were doing the mock draft uh last week there, um, and yeah. my thought process like this was before the whole uh Devante Adams trade happened. Mm-hmm. And and I was like a good place for like a so Ojabo to go to would be like so Oakland, Auckland, so I, Las Vegas, sorry, because you're yeah. you're going to be learning under Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Mm. Yeah,
2: that,
1: that, that would be two good guys you could learn from to learn learn your craft from. So I kind of thought if that was the case, that would be a good spot for Ojabo, But I would love to yeah. have him over here and learn from like law and whoever you know. So
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I say, the issue is, is that for all rookies, it's that developmental time. The most important time is their first yeah. three years. And he's going to yeah. spend the first eight half of that, 18 months doing nothing. He's just basically on the sofa recovering. And that's the yeah. issue that people have in drafting a player like that, you know, with that sort of injury. Yeah. yeah. It's a killer. So...
0: It is, it is. So having discounted those three guys, the six guys that we are looking at tonight are George George Karloftis from Purdue, mm-hmm. um, Jermaine Johnson from Florida State, mm-hmm. Kingsley Inagbare from South Carolina, Arnold Ebiketti from Penn State, uh, Trevon Walker uh, mm-hmm. Interior defensive lineman from Georgia. Mm. And the Boye Mafi from Minnesota are the six guys.
1: Are we not going to talk about the two boys from Georgia as well? The two interiors?
0: Uh, we can slice. Trevor Walker is interior.
2: Nah, I would say, though, he's going to be defensive end in the NFL. Yeah. Because of his about body him. type. But you're on about Jordan Davis. And Devante um, and 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 Wyatt. Yeah. and Devontae Wyatt. Yeah. We'll throw them in at the end if we've got time. Yeah, yeah. We'll skip through each one so we can at yeah. least give them their... Because you never know, Jordan Davis could be a guy... You know, you were saying, Paul, don't trade up. There's a guy they might trade up for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't mm. see it happening.
2: They might. They might. <sighs> you never know.
1: If Jordan well, da- if Jordan Davis is at 24, I would expect us to go for him Out ahead of a guard because he's like the best player available.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Who are we going Trevon. for first, though, Brian?
0: So I think the first guy. Look, let's 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 start with Travon Walker. He's the highest guy, ranked guy, available on my board. So on your board, okay. let's talk about him. He's this guy is a definite first round talent. I, mm. I I'm on record. I said I would stand on the table for this guy.
2: Um, okay.
0: And for me, I would trade up for him.
2: But you would trade game, up for him, would you?
0: I would, I would consider a trade up for
2: him. Mm. See now, you know, like I said to you before about my scores, and eighty-five is a first-round score. Yeah. So you know, this guy is the closest to a first-round score. I got an eighty-four point nine nine. My. Yeah, yeah, that's really, really <laughs> close. Um, yeah. but go on. But what, what is it then for you, mate? What, what are you liking about him?
0: For me, it's, it's. I hate to use the term position flex, but he can play edge. He can play in the middle and can shoot gaps. He has a little bit of strength. The one knock on him is his hands are not great. So he's going to have to learn to use them better. He's going to have to learn punching. The punch moves better to create separation for himself. His bend around the corner is still not great. So his hips need to improve a little bit. That's that. Those are the ones that I I have
1: I have I've seen and what I've what I've investigated on them. Yeah, I'm just looking at his statistics right now. Um, So he's had over like 596 defensive snaps from 2021 Mm. season. 381 of those were the pass rushing snaps, Mm, and 189 were down to run defense. And in terms of the snap of alignment of his assignment. Is a gap, which is very unlikely. So that's him being pushed inside. Mm-hmm. Is very mm-hmm. so You can do it, but not very often. But his yeah. b gap, b gap, one hundred and five. But it's outside. He's definitely more of an edge, yeah. come from the that's outside. The yep, yeah, yeah.
2: So. Um, more of his body type as well. If you look at his body type, it is more like when you think about him well, well, trying to he's
1: six, get. He's six five. He's two hundred seventy five pounds. He's an absolute. Yeah, jack-
2: no, yeah, oh, no, he is. Yeah. But, I mean, in terms of, like, the way he he moves and the way that he plays on the ball, because he's got massive arms, um, mm-hmm. I can give you some more stats if you want, right? His wingspan yeah. is 84 and quarter inch, um, and his arm length is 35 and a half. So, just so you know, both of those rank in the 96 percentile. Mm-hmm. He's, a huge, he's a massive guy. He's huge. And um, I just... For me, and that's really where he wins. That and power is are his is two main um, <coughs> ways he he wins. So he's just got these long limbs, a lot of power, yeah. Um, and yeah, he does have versatility because they they in Georgia they used him on um, on the flats as well in pass coverage. You've seen that a lot with him yeah. on tape. Um, but he is a bull rusher He's a bull rusher on the outside as That, that big edge type guy Because the issue that he does have Is although he's versatile He doesn't have much versatility In terms of pass rush moves That it's mm. a bull rush He's got the swipe and that's about it That's really how he's going to Try and win and beat uh On the guy but like I say it is Impressive because a guy that size He is able yeah. to get out Um, And I, I think I'm, I'm if I can try and get some of his starter language, he which. was used he was ooh, sorry, no. He was used uh, what did I say? You, you F bombed it though. Oh, did I? Never mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um that he is used in coverage as well. Um on some of the snaps. Um mm. and you've seen that. But like I say, oh, and the other issue you've got as well is he's not gonna give you four quarters of play, and you see that. Yeah. That when he gets into the fourth quarter, that consistency goes down and the motor disappears.
1: I'm just also looking at the the trends for him right now. Like obviously his stock is definitely rising up, and mm. as much as this pains me to say this, like I'm looking at the teams that are more likely to draft him in the position and whereabouts is more likely to get picked as the Giants, Lions, and Eagles. That's the top three teams are more likely to kind of maybe make the move on them.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, no, nah, um,
0: it, it, it makes sense with with the Giants and the Eagles having five picks between them. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me. The Giants love a taken defensive line,
2: and, and at the that combine, team also he, does as well. He absolutely smashed the combine, though. Uh, yeah, and for a guy of his size on his heart height weight uh, chart, he's right at the very top because like. 272 pound he weighed in at the combine, uh, and he ran a, a four five one on the 40. Um, that's like 99 percentile jumps all, all of his hops up in the top 80s. And years boss, most impressive, which gives you an idea of the guy's bend on the edge, is his three cone drill. You run a six eight nine, which is faster than some wide receivers. That's like 94 percentile, it's massive. Yeah. Absolutely crazy to see. So
0: the thing the thing for me, right, is this guy is not going to be someone you're going to play in the middle. He is going to be primarily an edge rusher. Yes. And that seemed to be the bit of a knock on him coming out of Georgia is he being a bit too versatile that he'll need to just play one position. And at two hundred and seventy pounds, he is never going to be a proper defensive tackle. No. You want to, you want to have him settle in and play all of his position as edge rusher.
2: Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. The- I, 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 when you see him play inside as well, um, yeah, because he has trouble on when he's been when he has played on the inside. You'll see it where he has trouble wrapping up the tackler. Um, You know, the ball carry, the running back, because you do see that. You see that in the open field, too, that when he's trying to tackle in the open field, um, he can trouble. And playing, you know, like in a phone booth in that small gap, although his three cone is good. When it was on the field, it, it hasn't been projected. And what is crazy is when you think of in Georgia, yeah, Um, Mm. amazing defensive line, amazing... Like, like that entire box there at Georgia was just phenomenal. It was an NFL... (laughs) We were saying it in the season. It's an NFL-ready defensive front they had there. And Mm. of all of that, you would expect then... For Walker to be more productive, if that's the case, you'd be like, "Oh, yeah. this guy's going to be out. So his start's are going to be crazy. You know, his production on the field is going to be through the roof." And it just wasn't. It, it wasn't what you was expecting. And especially with that amount of experience, you would have mm. expected to see more production and more refinement in some of the things he does, especially in his pass, his pass rule move techniques.
0: Yeah. He- the, the other the other knock for me was the games, the, some of the scouting games that I looked at. I mm. looked at the SEC Championship game. It was yeah. a non-factor. Yeah, Alabama absolutely isolated him, mm. took him out of the game and played around him. And is that something that's going to translate at the NFL level as well? I mean, he's not going to attract the attention as much because you're obviously in the NFL, you're playing with better players. Yeah, but when you're playing that higher caliber of team, is he going to get blocked out of the game
2: if he's on the inside? I don't like him. If you play him on the inside mm. in the NFL, he's going to lose definitely yeah. 100%. Um, yeah, like you know, the, the biggest issue with him, as I say, is that he's really only got the two moves the, the bull rush and the swipe, yeah, and he does have the long arms to get the reach to stop. Offensive lineman mm. getting on the inside of him, especially those tackles that you, you you know you expect him to be on if you play him on that side of the line. So, yeah, uh, you know, I do think he's a his power is most translatable. he's mm. the most translatable yeah. part, you know, his bull rushes. Yeah. It, it is phenomenal. He is powerful. Yeah,
0: Paul, take us home. Any further further thoughts on Travon before we? move along to to the next player
1: no no i'm happy to move it on move it on
0: you're happy to move along okay so if we flip it over into pure edge rushers george Karloftis out of purdue yes is probably a guy who's not getting enough attention um Mm. he's just he's not considered a sexy name he's played in purdue and This is a guy who's going to sneak up on people, and I have a feeling he could go top 10, top 15 quite easily.
2: Mm, I can see that. Yeah. I I, I just have some issues with his style of versatility in his game. That's the Mm. big thing that comes out. And, you know, the big one as well is for you to be a three-down edge defender in the NFL, you need to be able to stop the run. And that is a part of his game. He does struggle with.
1: He does struggle against. Yeah, the yeah. Um I'm just. I'm. I'm just looking at again. I'm looking at his statistics. Yeah. His snaps by alignment again. He's only had five snaps. So for, in two thousand and twenty-one, he had five snaps heading into the B gap. Twelve mm-hmm. in twenty twenty and twenty nine. So he's actually decreased the amount as the years go by from going into the inside. Going to the B gap and, and is production for the outside tackle for going to the outside, like C gap or five gap, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It's you're talking about 95% is always outside and five percent inside, so it's not very diverse, it's basically one trick, I would say. Like that, I know yeah, it's sort of... yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with
2: you that, that mm-hmm. um What's the best way to put body? So uh, this guy, uh, of all the edge defenders, is, is in terms of you know we were talking about it with Trayvon Walker, um, that l- lower body power, Carlafus, that is it. His lower half is exp- and you if you go and check his jumps, his jumps at the combine were all in the eighty percentile. So he is strong. The issue with him is that he doesn't provide much else in terms of. Uh, pass rush move but most of that is down to the fact that he has short arms and a short wingspan like both mm-hmm. of them were in like the teens in terms of percentile he's really like 31 yeah i think was uh, 31 inch reach was is combined which is small um which means that he, what he has to do is he has to get push on the inside and provide power and to to throw into that, which is why this is where the combine does come in handy, um, mm. is that he only threw up I think like twenty on the bench, which is like in the thirtieth percentile, which isn't mm. that much, especially with a guy with short arms playing the the style that he does. Um, mm. And I think that's why people find it unset that he had like this this thing where we, we everybody was thinking this guy is a four three defensive end. And he is yep. powerful, and you were just expecting more from him at the cup. We knew that the arms were going to come up short, we knew those measurements were going to be bad. But then when he throws up a bad bench mm. to go into that, you just think, for the style of game that you've got, I want to see more. And yeah. as I say, that you know, the first thing you need to be able to do as a run to, uh, as an edge defender is set the edge and be able mm. to play the run because that keeps you on for all three downs. If you can't yeah. do that, you are no good on early downs. So you need to come mm. off and that's the trouble really with Carl Aftas. Um you know he, he does it, and the issue is is that he could he could do quite well against the run. Um but the issue is is that he takes these unneeded angles that like you see all the time. There's these weird angles on it. And Paul knows what I'm talking about. But they're taking the, these unneeded wide angles on the outside to come in. And you just think, well, but why are you doing that on the run? Because now you're in mm. pursuit. And that's not yeah. something that you're you're really yeah. good at.
1: And, and and looking again, at his stats, the majority of his pursuits are quite significantly high because mm. he's getting himself out of that position. Yeah, he's, he's actually he's, he's actually he's actually making his job a lot harder, I think.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. no, definitely, and especially when he's not that type of guy. I, I mean, hold on, let me just check. Did he do any of the runs? No, he didn't. He well, didn't do any
1: that, run. Put it this way: he's had thirty-five hurries in 2029 20, 29 and twenty-nineteen, and obviously back in twenty-twenty, he only played three games. So, because I don't know mm. if it was just due to injury or whatever. So,
0: yeah. um, reduced season in the Big Ten.
2: Yeah, yeah, because of COVID.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, like I'm trying to have the, a one, 40, the, one, the one thing I I I do give credit for is that for me, Karloft's best game in 2021 was against Notre Dame in the biggest game in in their season. Yeah, And yeah. You know, he was he was on the field for all three downs in the series. Mm-hmm. He. You know he showed he showed up, and I mean Notre Dame always have good offensive linemen. Yeah. So you're yeah.
2: not
0: you're not you're not playing dentists or anything like that against them. You're playing big, tough dudes, and he didn't look out of place in that game. So that would lean toward me looking at him, and going, "Yeah, he he has he has the ability to play at NFL level." He has plenty of past rush moves. He he's able to use his hands. He can get free. He has a good high IQ. But as you say then, feeding back into it, the power is the power there to shed blocks if he has to, you know, move into the interior.
2: Yeah. To, For me, I got, got no problem with the power. Like of all the yeah. guys, he's probably the most powerful. Mm. Power rusher in in this year's class. Um, The the issue is just that it's the run defense and the short arms. Yeah. And they are a concern. We've seen that before. We've seen a guy in Dallas who was a pure bull rusher with short arms. And he was gone. We took him in the first round and he was gone within two seasons.
0: That is um... Taco. I
2: believe you said it. I know. I swore.
0: Yeah, Mr. I Mr. could hear Mr. it. I could Mr.
2: hear yeah. it, Mister Title Chant. So we've seen we've seen it before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know everything else with him. You know there, there's so much with Carl Aftis you can like. You know. Um, yeah. But like, like for instance, uh, the, another guy we are going to talk about, um biomaffe he's mm. very much similar. To Carl After's, but the parts of the game where Carl After's fails, face can do. He, got he that. has that. Yeah, yeah, he's got that. Um, I read somewhere as well. I'm not sure where, but I read somewhere that Carl After's actually trained with MMA fighters. You know, to do mm. all the, the hand fighting and body movements. And I was like, Yeah, mm, yeah. impressive. I have to find out. like was like hand to hand combat and all of that stuff, you know.
1: Yeah, it'll be more more of the jiu jitsu side and the wrestling Probably, side. Probably, yeah.
2: Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. He did like hand to hand combat stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, my, my take on Kalafus is I don't think he will make it to the Cowboys at twenty four. If no. he did, I wouldn't mind. Um. He was on, uh, Bruce Feldman's freak list as well. Um. Yeah. All them years ago, and you know that. Though uh, all of those guys on Bruce Feldman's lists have always come up, Trump—he doesn't mess around on that list. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I you know, very powerful guy. Get you know can get, get leverage that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it's just the issues of the arm and um, um, yeah. all the rest of it. Really, you know.
0: Paul, where is he looking at being taken? Who are the teams that are? That that are potential landing spots for him because, as Mike says, I don't think he gets near really the cowboys at all.
1: Right, I'll give you guesses. You've already mentioned but <laughs> There is there is one of our e- team. Though. There is Eagles. one of our teams. has
2: got to be one.
0: Eidos
1: are one of them.
2: Yeah, yeah. It has to be. Who's the others? Giants.
1: Giants is two, and this is yeah. and the third, the third one is different. Where do you think the third one store is? I but, have,
0: I, I think I've suspicions that I heard his name being mentioned for Green Bay.
1: It will be hmm. Minnesota. Well, it's record, I was going to say
2: NFC North. Yeah,
0: record, according to this, it's
1: Minnesota, but I don't find that might be the case there because now they have brought not with Cedarius Smith signing for them. So, yeah. They're right. yeah.
2: It's going to but be again, an NFC North team, I would say. Yeah, oh. this
0: Darius Smith thing could also be a depth signing. In the same way as we're talking about signing late, Nick Van Der Esch up and, you know, bring them back. Guys, they, they could be cut in the morning. So, it's you know, they could be covering their base. But, yeah, like NFC North, any of the NFC North teams could be interested in him as well. Mm. But if we flip it to a warmer climate and talk about... <laughs>
2: Jermaine Johnson. Ah, yes. Oh jermaine Um, do you know what? I I actually like Jermaine Johnson. I really do. Because yeah. like he's just um everything you have with Jermaine is um everything's good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no like, oh, well, that's crap, or that's average. Everything is just good. You know, he's got a 155-10-yard yeah. split and a four-five-eight forty, and you go. That's really, really good. That's in like the ninetieth percentile. Broad jump of one two five, ninety-two percentile. Arm length, wingspan, all in the sixty percentile. And then you watch his game, and everything. Once you start going through it, you just go, "That was really, really good." And you just, and there's nothing that really makes you go that that he's elite. at. so that makes you like that, that perfect prospect for a first round pick. But he is just really good at generally everything in mm. that sense. And you watch him as well, season by season, grow into the role. And that's what yeah. I like, is that that there's just always that, that point. And the, the good one, of what I really like, is his physicality and his aggression at the point of attack. I mean, this yeah. guy, he's absolutely nasty. Um, mm. And, you know, like if you put him between the tackles, you'd you be surprised you just think yeah. you think this another guy at 250 odd pound isn't gonna be that you know he is he's effective um mm. he spent a lot of time in the gym clearly because when you watch him from his freshman year to his final mm-hmm. year he looks totally different um yeah. but he's still with it all he's still loose um got all the pass rush moves in the bag um, that mm. you want so generally this is just like a guy where you, you know like when you you're giving out when you're doing your scores and you're doing everything else, you're just going, yeah, "Yeah, tech, tech, tech. He's a first-round scorer on my board, which is a good plus to begin with. Um, uh, And, um, yeah, like I say, he's just like a man that will just keep going. And, you know, the the problems I had with the other players is that by the fourth quarter, they seem to be gassing out. No, his motor is still going in the fourth quarter. Yeah.
1: If of all the guys that we've mentioned so far, if you want to be more in the statistical point of sense, the guy has yeah. the more, um, like I don't know what's the thing that the theory on me you know, the genesis qua like you've got a lot mm. more, more like numbers, like he's got more sags, he's got more, yeah, hurry, mm. more, more hits than the other guys that we've mentioned so far, and mm, yeah, and. I'm actually impressed of how many snaps he took in 2021. 736 snaps.
2: Yes.
1: That's a lot.
2: And, and they will be asking him to pass rush like no yeah. one's business.
1: Owen. Well, now that you mentioned about the pass rush, his outside uh, rush is 690 snaps. <laughs> 690. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so is the knock on this guy that obviously he's played a couple of seasons in Juco, he's played a couple of seasons for Georgia, yeah, finished yeah. up in Florida State? Mm-hmm. Is it the case that he just didn't stick? He wasn't a system fit, or why have the numbers become so good in 2021?
2: Yeah, basically, it was his experience, so mm-hmm. really playing a pure defensive end, he's only one year, which is his last year. He's he's built
1: into that role. Uh, Well, I don't know, Mike. I'm just looking at the year by year. It seems as though because he's now been given the push to be the starter, he just completely excelled. Looking at 2020 and 2019, he -hmm. only had – 100. well, 2020 had 189 defensive snaps. 2019, mm. 214. So you could say he was more of that thud down type of thing. Like, mm. he would come, like, it, I wouldn't say he was necessarily a starter for those two years, but this year he just completely took off pretty much. Yeah. By, by, mm. by, by, what, what, what,
2: what I would imagine is is, is sack production uh, and his hits and hurries the the other two years would be a lot quieter because oh yeah he's yeah. being more used in past coverage on those seasons when you go back and watch it yeah yeah um, so
1: yeah yeah so tw- two, 2019 had two sacks four hits, and 12 hurries yeah tw- 2020 a bit more quieter a bit more in the sacks he had four sacks three hits, and four hurries so yeah forget so,
2: about the 2020 year,
1: Mike. yeah yeah, mm. I think I think everyone can really figure out. But yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Let's try and do that yeah. anyway. <laughs> so,
0: if 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 we look at it right,
2: mm-hmm.
0: he does everything well. Yeah, he's a rising player. yeah and he is a four-three defense vent.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. That's what I've got. So,
0: if he is available at twenty-four. Pull the trigger. Is that a solid
2: pick to make? Yes. Or is I have there a first concern? Third. Yeah. The, the concern with him is his tackling. That he tries yeah. to hit too high. And when he does, he misses. And the other one with it as well is his vision. That you will see play action particularly. And you know ACC and all the rest of it. that mm. There's a lot of that going on over there. So yeah. when he's when they are trying to Gather time up on play action pass, he's the first one to bite on it. He will bite on the misdirection and the play action every time. Yeah. Um, so like I say, limited um vision in that sense. But he just also he just needs to develop because, like you say, he spent a lot of time juco, so he needs to yeah. develop his skills as a defensive end. Like I say, good in everything, but not elite at any one particular yeah. thing. So that's what you're trying to get him to do so you, you really what you want to do is to take him develop his skills as a defensive end and then you'll find out why he's elite that and that's the trouble that's why he's lower. he's the fourth defensive end on my board mm. for that reason
0: yeah so anything any, anything else from you on him Paul or
2: uh, I will
1: mention the fact that I had him reset let me bring him back up here I just had him reset here
0: and just great. as 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 Paul is looking there, folks, don't be afraid to jump in. Send us in your comments. Send us in mm. who your who your pet cats are for the position. Right. Um, and if you think we're wrong, all well, right. Paul will Paul will pull up comments as they come in and as they're as they're relevant. So don't be afraid to interact. As we say, otherwise this is just the three of us talking amongst ourselves. Right. So.
1: I I, well, sorry, I was. I was going to say, I think, I think what we should do definitely is is try and do a wee guess to say what is the most drafted by based on each player. So, okay. uh, and it's always three teams according to. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: so, um, it who, who was it who was was a stab at the first team at twenty five percent.
2: I would definitely say, with the way things have gone, Dallas are going to be one of those teams. That he's a guy that could fall into their lap and he, uh, Dallas would no, take
1: him. No, but, so, no, but my, my question is, what team is the 25% chance of drafting him? So
0: oh, it's that
2: history. team I like never mentioned. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, they're an earlier pick than us. So, yeah, yeah Eagles.
1: Yep. Yeah. At 9%? That could be
2: da-
0: Cowboys.
2: Dallas. Dallas,
1: yeah. Spot on. Mm-hmm. And and finally, um, which is a bit of a surprise, this one is at 7%.
2: It was a surprise. Uh, I have no clue. <laughs>
1: um. Well, I don't see this team drafting them because they're always terrible at the draft. It's the New York Jets.
2: No, <laughs> oh, okay. I can see the reasoning behind why they said that. Yeah.
0: I'm guessing that's obviously with their second round pick because they've.
1: Yeah, I think that's what's based on. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <coughs> yeah, okay
0: Yeah. I'll live, I I live with that one I can see, but Mike, you want to say something else there Before we moved on, did you?
2: No, no Hold it. All right Who's the next right. guy?
0: So the next guy we are going to talk about Mike has mentioned him a couple of times already Already Boye Maffy Yes from Minnesota, and I'm starting at the amount of guys we have from the Big Ten like, yeah. <laughs> in our list tonight. Like normally, you would gen you would be talking about SEC guys, but mm-hmm. a, a lot of the interior defensive linemen this year are from the SEC. There's a lot of Georgia, a lot of Alabama, yeah. Mike's own Texas A&M whoop, whoop. We also have guys there, and you know. Potentially, none of them are the best interior
2: defensive linemen. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, boy, Maffey, take it away, Mike. Six foot four,
2: two two sixty five. 265. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just to throw in some of the, the, the combine stats since you've given it mm-hmm. 159 on a 10 yard split. Perfect. I like it. 453 in yeah. the 40, which makes him one of the fastest players ever recorded yeah. at his size, uh, which is just crazy. 38 and 125 on the hops put him in the 90th percentile. So you go, this guy is explosive, and he really, really is. I had a really good senior bowl too. Like one of the senior, like Chad Moomer was one guy at the senior bowl that stood out. Boye Maffe was the other other guy yeah. that stood out. It, you know, really good. Um, again. Pass rusher, really good defender. There's all the things yeah. that, that we were saying that Carl Aftus does, and some people are starting to argue the point about is this guy better than Carl Aftus? And there, yeah. there, there, there are reasons behind why I feel he isn't. Um, but mm. his explosion, his snap anticipation <laughs> in a straight line, incredibly fast. As we just said, you know, you've heard about his, his speed there, and yeah. um like his hands very very quick, can run and chase, which Carl Afters can't do, uh, or it yeah. hasn't, you know, isn't able to do as well. His feet are incredibly fast as well, really loose, really nimble. Um, yeah, like like I say, everything there. The 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 issue with him, which is what Carl uh, Afters doesn't do, do is Mafé, um won't let his pad rise. So you'll see. Yeah. Quite early on in the games too, he's standing up quite tall, Um, which mm. says to me uh, that says to me I would prefer to use him in a three-four defense, yeah, uh, as opposed to a four-three, which is what the Cowboys adopt and use. Yeah. So I'm I'm wanting to put him more as a a three-four defender in an odd yeah. front. Um, yeah. With the,
0: that's exactly the one I have.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you can use him in a range of different ways. Give him a a range of responsibilities uh, uh, out there. Um, You know, uh, first player. So, like, some other stuff I've put in here that he he does stand up well against the run, um, but he uh, can get very pursuit conscious. So, if they uh, try and use, like, some misdirection moves on a run, He'll bite and and try and pursue the run, and then he'll yeah. be out of position. So you mm-hmm. see that a lot with him, um, yeah. which is an issue. Paul.
1: So I'm, yeah, so I'm just looking at a before the combine and how yeah. he's pro- how he was projected. So before the draft, he was you're talking about in range between the 59th to the 87th pick. It could have been anywhere along yeah. that region. Since then, since then he's now projected between as high up as 31 and yeah. as, low, as low as 36 now like he is definitely going to be like a late it could possibly a late first round and early second round now so mm-hmm. but if he was to fall yeah. but just to kind of go back to dj dog's comment if, if math is there at 56 I would not be mad if he pulled the trigger on that. I would not be mad
2: yeah, yeah, I suppose yeah. um I, I'll try and give you an idea of my score was an eighty-four point three. So mm. literally yeah. literally by point seven of a, a point off a first round grade. And you don't give out that many first round grades anyway, it's quite yeah. hard to get. But mate no. is right there on almost the cheetah grade, you know, that one two cheetah grade. Um yeah. but he, i had say, seen that
0: point there that DJ Dog did bring up. He, he did yeah. spend time working with Aidan Ocheson, leading yes. into the senior bowl, and that mm-hmm. has helped elevate his stock. But mm-hmm. for me, he's an 82, so I would okay. say he's more of a, a second-round grade. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. The one knock I would have on him is he's still developmental. He's not going to oh, be no, a yeah, starter. Mm-hmm. So... I wouldn't draft him at 24 because you're not getting an impact starter, which is what this team needs. It's e- Whichever side of the ball they go, they need an impact and they need it straight away because um, that window is closing quick. So I don't think we've time to develop him, mm-hmm. but maybe...
2: The only, the only thing I will say is I think with with Maffey... I agree. He is developmental. That you can still start him. Mm. You know, yeah. this season, if you want to? I do agree. He needs development, um, mm. but I think a lot of it is watered down with Maffei because of um, how talented the, the pass rusher group, the defensive end group, is. That mm. you've got all yeah. oh, those no, guys, like the is. guys we just spoke yeah. about, Hutchinson, Thibodeau. You know, all those guys. Walker. You know. One of my favorite guys is Nick Benito. Brilliant. Mm. uh, If you wanted to just a a pure, um, uh, yeah, yeah, just a a pure pass rusher, there's your guy. Um, Mm. You know, if you want him as that DPR type role. And I think with Maffei, there's a lot of it that gets watered down because of the talent that's around in the draft. Mm. Yeah. That's that's a big issue.
0: Before we move off, Maffei, you just kinda of made the point there about him being watered down. Yeah. And it's something I, I I've kind of been thinking in recent weeks. Are the two top guys, are Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchison these genera as we say every year it's generational players. <laughs> are either of them a Joey Bosa?
2: Hutchinson is, yes. Yeah. I have concerns with Thibodeau. Uh, And funnily enough, when Paul and the guys last week did the mock draft, I noticed Thibodeau coming down. And like a lot of Mm. people surprised, "Wow, you know, Giants not taking Thibodeau or, you know, whatever. And in some reasons uh, like that ties in with it, purpose, whatever. I I agree because of comments Thibodeau has made in interviews that bring me to concern about having draft him With like a top 10 pick He is, he is, he is talented But I just, some of the things I Mm. have question marks Like, oh I chose to go to Oregon In the Pac-12, although I had an offer From Alabama Because Mm. the the competition in Alabama And the football is too much And you go, oh, hold on now You're supposed to be a slam dunk First round pick Why are you worried about the level of competition And how much football you'd have to play at Alabama You're about to go into the NFL where that is now just multiplied by 100.
0: Yeah. And um, it it feeds into that whole question. Does he actually love the game?
2: Does it there, there definitely is. Yeah, because that was another yeah. comment that he made. Another one he made was, um, I can't remember, and he said something about another university. He said, no, they're too much about football. And it's like you're about to be a top 10 pick in the NFL. Mm. Maybe he said it by accident or whatever, but it the thought yeah. process is there with him where he said it. And you're going, wait a minute, you're you're saying it's not all about football. How much do you love about football then? Because these NFL teams are about to spend yeah. a lot, li- not just the draft pick, the draft pick is expensive in itself, but they're about to give you, you know, seven, eight million for a draft pick that high for your position. Yeah. So it's millions. And yeah. I just find the comment he made weird.
0: Yeah, agreed. Paul, anything you want to add on Boye Mafi before we move along?
1: No, I'm good to go, man.
0: You're good to go. So the next guy we are going to talk about is Kingsley Enagbare. <laughs> I don't have a ranking for Kingsley at the minute.
2: Mm, okay
0: edge out of South Carolina I still I can't make up my mind on him yet so 6 foot 4 265 he is a senior
2: so mm-hmm.
0: he has played a lot of football yeah um, he is a hybrid edge and he can play in a defense there is multiple with his fronts so mm-hmm. if you're reading that kind of a statement and you're listening to what Dan Quinn wants to do with this defense of wanting the defense to be multiple and being able to play three four four three five two, Is this yep. a guy that you could look to add?
2: Yeah, I'm just checking something in a minute because I am absolutely certain on this statistic. Yeah, uh, it's the only other one is Marjay Sanders I need to check. Yeah, mm. that is here's one for you then, that I can instantly make you lick your lips to um and i put this in a stat you know i do the, the college stats yeah. Yeah. um every now and then on a post but um in agbrey um he actually has the highest the very high by a long way and it's more than Aidan hutchinson it's mm-hmm. uh, more than kevin thibodeau that he has the highest pass rush win rate When he's asked to rush the passer, he has won the most. He hasn't been asked to do it as much as the others because, Mm -hmm. as you say, he's a hybrid player. Um, Yeah, they have used him effectively just as a defensive end, and he pretty much has only been that way his entire college career. Mm. Um, But this guy is just—he is insanely powerful. The uh, like, he never done a bench press, and I wish he did. the combine because I reckon he would have smashed it. Guy, yeah. it's strong, powerful hands, arms, yes. super powerful. He is just, you watch it, and he, he, he looked ripped anyway. Um, but this guy, he, he, I just, I can't believe that some people are, are, are like, for me, of all the ones we're talking about here, yeah, this guy is the diamond in the rough. He's the guy yeah. that could quite easily explode onto the scene. Um, mm. Very strong Like I say, violent hands Forceful upper body um, yeah. He's he, You never see him out of a play um, mm. But Fine that order. is also Part of his weakness Is that yeah. he can get out of control And work himself out of action And Paul playing defensive line Knows exactly what that means That you can actually play so hard And so physical You take yourself out the game <laughs> Yeah and that's what he's like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like that's that that's kind of what I'm what I'm seeing here is you know, he's experienced in an even defense offense or in an even front mm-hmm. and he can play three four outside linebacker.
2: Yeah, His yeah. Best There's position is
0: team. in the two point stance as a rush linebacker.
2: Mm-hmm. Which feeds okay. into
0: that whole thing of being a hybrid.
2: Yes, so yeah, so yeah.
0: if you draft this guy. Are you looking at putting him in that position where we've kind of been playing Mike Parsons this year, and then you're moving Mike to his true position as a as a linebacker?
1: I find we need mm. to make eyes as his linebacker, regardless what we do. We, mm. we 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 cannot play him at end. We can't.
2: Yeah. He has played both in a two- and a three-point stance. He has yeah. played a lot of the season. And you see him, you know, basically with the, the, the way the Gamecocks play their game is they do move their defensive ends in, in a rotation in that way, that they'll move them yeah. about back and forth, um, which is why they like to play that hybrid system quite a lot, um, um, yeah. like I, you say.
1: I, I'm generally concerned of how, how he's trending right now. Um, before... Um, before December, he was touted to be a top ten pick. Yeah, and he's drastically fell down, and he's like, you're now talking about he's within the between pick fifty and pick seventy. Now, yeah.
2: I've got him as a third rank grade.
1: So he's yeah. he's, dr- he's drastically fallen down, like mm-hmm. over the over the course of the season.
2: Yeah, I, I think yeah. some of it would have been after the senior bowl. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that there was nothing wrong with his senior bowl, um, but there was nothing good about it either. The, the, the issue with yeah. him, the biggest problem that, that people have with him is consistency. That you're gonna see that, and it's gonna be a comment that they make time and time again that he's got an issue, um, with consistency. His, you know, yeah, his, mo- his motor will like he literally almost. Purposely, sometimes will get blocked so he doesn't have to play that play. If that makes any sense to you, and you can see that he's doing it, um, yeah. But f- for me, I would agree with you that although he played both as a three and a four, uh, three and a four, three and a two point stance, I would mm. agree that he's better in the two point stance and the three four defense, purely yeah. because of that uh to give him time to breathe back there,
0: yeah so the last guy we're gonna we're gonna look at and this was a special request from from the godfather himself jamie who was supposed to be on and then flaked out on us as usual
2: mm-hmm. so <laughs> Ar-
0: arnold epicetti
2: mm. um,
0: yes so he is penn state again yeah. as we transferred by temp
2: temple transferred from yes. temple yeah so and that's the thing is that he, he played all right in yeah. uh, over at Temple. And he was one of those like you know, like the Jabril Cox effect. I wanna put myself in a higher team, mm-hmm. see how I come out on the other end, like he did with LSU. But yeah, he yeah. went to Penn State and just he looked even better. Um
0: Little.
2: yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, another guy with a high pass pass rush win rate, you know, not that far <laughs> off of the guy we just spoke about. Um, yeah. It is a crazy athlete. Let me see if I can get his statistics up because, like, it is crazy. Um, yeah. His vertical jumps uh, and broad jumps were all in the high 90s. So it just goes to show how explosive he is. Arm length is adequate. Wingspan is adequate. Hand size is big as well. So, in, in that terms, there's nothing wrong with him. Very powerful hands. Yeah. And years one of the things i will say about abaquetti that i like is that in terms of learning curve uh, of trying mm. to learn how to be a, an efficient pass rusher with a plan and you know like about stacking offensive linemen up through plays uh, yeah. this guy his learning curve is going to be very shallow he already he's already like a veteran pass rusher is the best way to describe what he's doing mm. um it, it, it's crazy to watch how how far his biggest issue is I, I'm pretty much certain if, if I'm trying to figure it out that like he's a redshirt senior mm-hmm. and his development obviously is coming late, but he is going to be old coming into the NFL. That he's going to be like yeah. 25, 26 coming in. So that is a big issue. Um, mm-hmm. I'll I give you some other issues with him. Um, high, yeah. so he can play too high at times, which impacts obviously leverage, as we you know. Um, and he's not a natural bender, so he won't, no, he's, he doesn't look natural when he's trying to bend around the edge. Um, and he's not the first guy off the snap either. That's another big one, yeah,
0: yeah, like the. The, the read I have on him is, you're, you, he's going to be a designated path rusher.
2: Yeah, like Nick Puneo that you're we mentioned earlier. A,
0: yeah, you're going to work a small menu or a small playbook with him for his rookie season and hope that you have that continued development from Temple through the Nittany Lions and into mm. um, an NFL team. So, obviously, this guy, is he's a second-rounder, potentially – right on the cusp of being a third rounder as well uh, but
2: yeah i got second with, round on it
0: yeah with paul with the fact that this guy won't be starting and you don't take a defensive end in the first round is this something you would consider in the second round oh, or absolutely. even the third round if he drops that far to you if you if the you haven't taken one
1: Third round, absolutely, because you feel like you can still have a little bit of develop, but that you know that the, the talent it can be there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at look look at when you look at over the course of the years of all the guys we have drafted in the second and third rounds, have developed and become absolute starters. Tyrone Crawford, Demarcus yeah. Marcus Lawrence, like we were now seeing, uh, Odevisua. we're seeing Neville Gallimore really starting to come out, yeah. and and but the thing is though, they're still progressing. As they go along, it's a shame that Neville got injured last year, but but when it comes to like what we're talking, any guys coming into the second and third round, it's worth it's worth the gamble, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it does it does feed into the thing. You can never have too many edge rushers anyway so absolutely true.
1: and just, uh, just to, uh, and just to add on top of that yeah. like the penn state's defense have always been robust so for what yeah. like mm-hmm. even though you like you transfer from temple to penn state like yeah he yeah. is going to learn like he may have learned from something from temple and he's went over and he's learned something other, and he managed to, it's just all about the knowledge and that as well and that's one thing like yeah if, if this penn state really does well is bringing knowledge to these football players one micah parsons two. Sean Lee Surely. as an example, even mm, though they're yeah. linebackers, but it will be transferred on a defensive lineman as well. They have a good yeah. program over there. So if mm. if, we, if we can get him in the third round, I'll be happy with
2: that. Yeah, yeah. third third round is good. I mean, like I said, he he's consistently productive. Uh, and yeah. every I, I can guarantee you, you go through his games and you'll just see like tackle for loss, sack. Um, mm-hmm. pressures, always are uh, at least in every game. There will be a number in there because he's he's doing it. He's, he and tackles obviously, but that's that's without saying. Yeah. um, Just yeah, my my biggest trouble with him is the one is the, the age part, and also yeah. that um when you think about his age as well, and it was something that I put on my notes just as a, a pointer is that he's got his age so development. Developmentally, you know, in, in physical wise, he hasn't got that much further to go. And he's not yeah. very powerful. He's not powerful at all. Mm. He, he wins more with his bag of, bag of tricks and bag of tools like that he has. Yeah. Rather than yeah. with any pack, you will not see a bull rush from him at all. Um, um because he's just that type of guy. Um, yeah. And, and that's, that's really what it is with him. And, and yeah. Um, like I say, you know, his snap anticipation is bad. That is a bad thing. Um, yeah. But like I say, that's not really the, his style of how he wins. But you've just got to know that that's his style of play. So that's something you've got to take into account if you do draft him.
0: Yeah. yeah. So unless we've anything more from you on Ebicati... Hmm? We are gonna throw it over to you, Paul. You, you you asked for some time to talk about Devontae Wyatt and um it's Jordan
2: more,
0: Davis. It's more Jordan it's,
1: it's more Jordan Davis. I'm I'm bloody love to bits. Mm. Yeah. Right,
0: Take it take take it away. The floor is yours.
1: <laughs> I d I don't know what I, I don't know what I really know what it is, but for a defensive Interior, tar- uh, an interior defensive lineman to be that absolute broad it would take like this guy would eat up double teams for breakfast easily mm. eat it up mm-hmm. and still put the pressure and get it into the backfield we saw that in his highlight videos and stuff like that so Listen, like if even one of those guys were to fall on our laps of twenty four, I would not be surprised if we pulled the trigger on that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like I, I'm generally, I'm saying this, like I just really don't know what we're gonna do in this draft this year. I really don't. Of all the years of us doing this, this is the first time I really think it's gonna be a best player available, and that's something I normally don't ever say because my heart would say, like, if I was to choose something. It would have been guard trying to fix the issue that we've got but when you've got players like so wyatt and davis mm. there who have been yeah. absolutely phenomenal
2: for georgia how can you not pass up on that you mm, know
0: yeah
2: i mean you know Wyatt. my issue is obviously the knee injury Um, That's the first one. Um, He is a phenomenal You can't go wrong with any of the Georgia (laughs) Georgia defensive line players Or linebackers. You literally can't. Um, John Davis I mean, yeah, okay, you're going to say like, do you take a pure, because he is uh, uh, A one tech in the first round And Mm. um, he is really, he's only got one Trick in a bag. I mean, albeit It is an amazing trick he's got, but he's a strong, yeah, strong tackler, pure anchor guy, you you know, uh, can shed, can chase, uh, as we know, because the guy is rapid as hell, blew up, like, all the highlight, uh, you you know, Mm. at the combine, he was the biggest winner with what he did. Um, You know, yeah, you can say um, that you would want to see more of a pass rush from him, um, because that is where he's lacking. Um, but he's more of that space eater in the run game. That's that's really yeah. what he is, and that is the issue that people will have in terms yeah. of drafting him in the first round. That do you take a pure run stuffing, defensive tackle, nose tackle, if you like, that early? And that that that's where people are gonna find it rich with him, but yeah. If that that is a particular part of your defense that is missing, you're getting one of the best, and one of the best in recent years, because the guy is crazy. And his balance, his quickness, um, you know, it's all crazy. It's crazy (laughs) to watch with him. It doesn't make sense that the guy can do that.
1: See, I love D.J. Dog's comment on this. In the first three yeah. rounds, if we draft any Georgia player in that defense, I would be very happy with that regardless. It is true. And, like, is that yeah. a whole Georgia defense where this, without one of the highlights of college football last year? <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, like yeah. I say, me and Brian in the season, we were talking, we were just like saying that this um, and, defensive line is I, is uh, NF, it's an NFL defensive uh,
1: line. And, and and here's the thing I don't normally watch college football, but I know for fun. I know it, of
2: Georgia's. Yeah, like and yeah. any t- any
1: time I do I get a chance to see, it was mostly the Georgia defensive line. I was just like, and it was so enjoyable to watch
2: the entire box. You know, when you look, yeah. you look at the linebackers; they were all the same as well. And you know, like you can go, um, like we was talking about the Georgia line. So you know, you need a Kobe Dean um, and, and the other guy, Key Walker, Quay, Walker. Quay Dan, Walker. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People just don't realize. That, that. And then the one guy that nobody talks about, who's in this year's draft as well, is Channing Tindall. Again, another Georgia guy. It is yep. crazy to watch that you've got defensive tackles, linebackers, just coming out the woodwork in Georgia. like you say, you can't go wrong with any of them. mm mm-hmm. You know, we talk about Trayvon Walker. Then we go on and talk about, uh, you know, Jordan Davis. It it, it is the talk. It is the talk. And and Jordan Davis, if the Cowboys did draft him at twenty four, I would be happy because think about this, right? We was talking about this before. What is right now? We'll call it fifty percent of your defense. It's it's Micah Parsons. So yeah. in order to keep Micah Parsons being my best, um, my best part of my defense, what am I going to do? Well, I'll do that by helping him out by completely, completely clogging the middle up, and I'll clog the middle up with this massive Jordan Davis spacey who's just going to tackle anything that comes in through the middle. If there's anyone trying to play gap power. Jordan Davis is going to make sure that that's swept up. That does two things. Keeps Michael Parsons fresh and keeps him being able to move around back there, confusing offenses. And that's how I see the Jordan Davis bet. I'd be quite happy with it.
0: I'm I'm going to be honest and say this. I hope Jordan Davis is gone before we get to our pick.
2: Yes, to make I it ju- less I,
1: difficult. I just hope it doesn't land up in the Eagles, which is the most likely scenario. That's, that's what I'm it.
0: Yeah. He could, he could, because yeah. I, I think the issue with him is he's not a three-down player.
2: No, he's not. Agree.
0: He's not. He doesn't have a second move. It's one move. Yeah. Is at, what and you you've seen I mean, it, and yeah. teams can plan for it. So, what's he going to develop? He spent most of his time playing as a three tech, and we're we have an abundance of three techs. Hill, oh, yeah, also
2: yeah.
0: diggy zua we've too many of them so why why take another three technique so i'm hoping that headache is removed because if it gets to 24 and he's there a lot of people are going to be in love and select take him take him take them, and we could miss the player that we need and I'm fearful I'm fearful
2: yeah, I mean, of taking him what, what, what One of the things that people worry about With Jordan Davis But you're not going to do it in the NFL As you just mentioned He's not a three down player um, yeah. You're going to use him on early downs And then in those obvious um, You know Those obvious passing situations You're going to bring him off the field Because there's no need yeah. for him to be there Because he's going to cover your A gap On runs yeah. Really that's what you're using him for And um, but people will talk about how he is, like he was in Georgia, he struggled as the game went on. Um, that his fitness levels and stamina levels are bad. Look, in the NFL, you're not going to keep him on on the field all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. 50 snaps yeah, and maybe less, you know, 40 perhaps, I, depending on the situation that, you know, you're playing in in that particular game. I, 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 I think he'd be good. Yeah, I think you'd be great. My confirm is Derek Brown, so there it is. You yeah, know?
0: and I've seen that. Here comp. We
2: go. Yeah, and he, just to give it to you, right? I, I'll just hand all this out. The uh, information for you is physical uh, and is measurables and you'll just go, Jesus Christ. So, first of all, his height and weight was in the 98% arm, right? Mm. So, wingspan 81 and 18, 74, arm length 34, that's 77. Hand size 10 and three quarters 93, 10 yard split. So, this is where it went stupid. A 168, which is good. That's in that's above the 80th percentile. 40 yard dash, 478, 98th percentile. His jumps both and his jumps, so 32 and 123. So, one in the 80th and one in the 99th percentile. Yeah, it's just an animal, just a physical beast. Yeah. You're not going to go wrong with him. You can't. Um, like I say, everything, all my numbers are in the green with Jordan Davis. I know there's a defensive end, and now I'm just getting on to the talking about Jordan, Jordan Davis chat. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, for me, Devontae Wyatt, number two defensive tackle, my issues are, which I'm not sure about, was the knee injury, but he was yeah. in the Super Bowl. And he did do fine. He did do fine in the Senior Bowl. Um, so it kind of eliminates some of the questions. But I think with WIRE, there's still going to be people who will have issues with it whenever they've gone to the combine or they've done medicals on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that would be about my uh, my chat on that. <laughs> um,
0: sorry, I was just looking to see if there was anything break any breaking news before we did go off the air, there doesn't seem to be anything. But Paul, is there any, anything else coming through there on comments or anything that we have to address for people this evening?
1: Uh, Joe is talking about even Alabama players do usually good in the NFL, which is true. Um, <laughs> I, well,
0: I don't, I don't, know, I don't know. Was Joe throwing shade there at someone or anything?
2: <laughs> Georgia, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, like
0: I. I think across the last two two drafts, like we've had, what, there was 11 or 12 LSU players drafted in 2020, something similar for mm. um, Alabama last year. Yeah. And we'll probably see the same from Georgia this year.
2: Georgia I have yep. a lot,
1: yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's not really many other comments since the last one mm. we were talking about, the last comment from DG Dover with regards to the um, three rounds of a drafted Georgia player. Take, yeah. Take it. You know, so yeah, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, but other than that, yeah, we're from pretty much up to date,
0: yeah, absolutely. Wee. So, before we get out of here, we'll obviously pay the bills.
2: Hold mm. on, then <laughs> let me get over here. Uh, there it is. So, if you
0: are going to a game in 2022, make sure you get in touch with the folks over at Cowboys Experience. Uh, Barry and the team will look after you Paul take it away
1: yes yeah, so if you are going to uh Dallas Cowboys game next season be sure to go with Cowboys experience for the ultimate meet and great tailgating and game day package experience and much much more like I said guys I've used Cowboys experience for several many occasions and like I said Barry Michael all the staff mm. at was which will treat you like absolute royalty but just remember guys if you are applying onto the game be sure to use the code uk cowboys because guys what do you do if you get used to codes?
2: free stuff
0: and chocolate pudding <laughs> <laughs> yeah and,
2: and um, oh, go on so i'm like no go on you go for it, brother
0: as always make sure you follow all of our fellow content creators they are pumping out news to beat the band with um, you have the guys from the, the Cowboys own media the team over at Blogging and the Boys of which Paul is a part of um, we have the Dallas Cowboys for Life, the Barracho Cowboys J Talk, all of those guys but brilliant, brilliant pieces, make sure and give them all a follow
2: well, there we go defensive end done and dusted in the yeah
1: because I, yeah, I am literally just about to join uh rj as well <laughs> <laughs> i think i believe i think i think i'm joining rj actually just double checking
2: yeah i think so yeah <laughs> uh next week we're going back over linebackers bro yes the other linebackers
0: and you mentioned one we're definitely talking 2 we're definitely talking about next week
2: yeah <laughs> Yeah, so it looks like we're kind of going back over it because then it's linebacker's wide receiver, yada, yada, yada. But um, Thursday, we are with Kyle Yeomans. Ooh, nice. Very nice. And and we're trying to get Jeff Cav back in the uh, the mix with us. So that should be fun. I haven't decided what we're talking about yet, and he's going to want to know, so I better sort that out.
0: He's going to want to spend a whole hour talking about Sky Moore. (laughs)
2: Uh, yeah yeah all right then so uh yeah
0: so friday evening or thursday evening nine o'clock here in ireland and the uk i think it's four o'clock now, texas time because i think they're into daylight savings so Uh,
1: they're they're five hours difference now right now Mm. yeah Yeah. so so 4pm in
0: texas yeah Yeah. 9pm for us 4pm texas
2: yes yeah
1: yeah but that will change again next weekend because our clocks go yeah. forward
2: and then yeah. it's all back to back to crap again. yeah there we are then all right well, i'm gonna well, hit Mike, the video see you. see you guys see you thursday <laughs> the dragons that I slayed, you can give it all you got, cause love is running through my veins, oh this line can't be tamed, there's fire in my blood.